You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, the daily podcast covering your New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're diving right in and almost completing our position by position preview ahead of training camp. Now we're on to the edge rushers. We'll take a look at who the Saints lost over the course of the offseason, who's new, who's returning, and who would remain going into the projected depth chart at the position. We've also got a couple little updates as well in terms of the Quan Alexander saga and a look at the naming rights for the Superdome. So we've got all of that on today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter co-managing editor over at canalstreetchronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, family, let's get it started on today's episode, looking at the edge rusher position for the New Orleans Saints with who they lost over the offseason and who the new additions are. And then in the next segment, we'll dive into the guys that are returning before projecting the roster. So let's start off here with the guys that the Saints lost last season. That would be Trey Hendrickson, of course, who had 13 and a half sacks last year, signed a four-year $60 million deal with the Cincinnati Bengals, which is effectively structured to basically be a one-year 19.97, million deal, essentially. Only $7.5 million of dead cap. Uh, if they cut him after the first year of the contract, very smart contract by Cincinnati, just in case you got a flash in the pan, uh, you know, contract year performance out of Trey Hendrickson to wrap up his career or his time, maybe potentially only his first stint with the New Orleans Saints before heading over to Cincinnati. If he doesn't pan out, they could move on from him pretty easily. But for the Saints, they end up missing uh, quite a bit here because Trey Hendrickson was essentially ahead in the rotation across over a guy like Marcus Davenport, who, of course, they drafted back in 2018, had 558 total defensive snaps, played 53% of defensive snaps for the New Orleans Saints as a defensive lineman. So that's quite a void to leave behind to be filled. The Saints also another player that you saw pretty early on in the season that they lost was Marcus Hunt. He was a little bit more of a hybrid guy, could play on the edge, but also played quite a bit on the inside, very tall. He was like 6'8", 6'7", something like that. Uh, But he ended up playing both inside and out for the Saints. He was on the practice squad and he was activated early on the first couple of games. And then once they kind of reached the limit of the amount of times they could activate him from the practice squad as a game day elevation, he ended up becoming a free agent and then signing elsewhere. He's currently now a free agent. Again, So let's take a look at the new additions for the New Orleans Saints at the position. Of course, we'll start with first round rookie Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner, a bit of a young budding star over at the University of Houston, became an edge rusher essentially in his junior season. And it had really nice production his junior and senior year, just two years of production during that time. He spent most of his time earlier on than that at the as more of a run stopper, kind of a five tech kind of guy, essentially what Cam Jordan was. When he got to the NFL before he developed as a seven, eight, nine outside type of edge rusher that could pin his ears back and go after the passer. So he should be somebody that ends up leaping into some of those 558 defensive snaps that you're now missing with Trey Hendrickson in Cincinnati. So he'll definitely be a player that we expect to see 
a bunch of at some point, but maybe they ramp him up a little bit slowly because they have, you know, some pretty good options that are currently on the roster that are returning, which we'll get to in the next segment. But you invested a first round selection in the guy and you're very likely going to see him. Of course, he's long. He has an 84 inch wingspan, which is the hot, which is the longest since the 90s, if I remember correctly, in terms of pass rushers coming into the NFL through, through the combine. So pretty remarkable uh, in terms of the traits that they were able to get. And the way that Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints tend to describe him is that they got traits at a discount when it comes to getting him 24th overall. Another edge rusher that they added this offseason was former Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman Tono Passanio, uh, six foot seven, 289 pounds. He, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner all fit that mold. Uh, this will be his fifth year in the NFL, spent four seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs before signing with the Saints over the course of this offseason. During that time, seven sacks. Uh, we've got 12 tackles for a loss and 18 hits on the quarterback. He also has 10 missed tackles in 2020, something to keep an eye out on. However, he had zero in 2018 after appearing in 13 games and only three missed tackles in 2019, appearing in all 16 games with eight starts. So maybe, you know, you can look back a little bit, uh, a little bit in the past and say, okay, it wasn't that bad. Maybe he just had a bad 2020, which didn't we all. Uh, We also can look at his 718 defensive snaps that he played in 2020, 68 of which he played on the interior. 691 defensive snaps he played in total in 2019. 203 of those came from the defensive interior. We'll circle back around to that because that's really important when it gets to projecting the roster here, which we're going to get to in a moment. But first, coming up next, we're going to take a look at the returning edge rushers for the New Orleans Saints as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. I've consistently made the assessment of the New Orleans Saints as being a team that is not rebuilding, but instead is retooling. But whether you're retooling or rebuilding your daily driver, or a classic car, there's one place for you to check out to get all the auto parts that you need. That's our good friends over at rockauto.com. Regardless of whatever it is that you have, if it's a classic, if it's your daily, if it's a Ford, if it's a Fiat, a Dodge, or a Daewoo, they have every part that you need and several options of those parts as well that are going to be 30, 50, 70% only of what you're going to be getting over at the uh, brick and mortar stores, the chain stores, and things like that that are going to overcharge you as a do-it-yourselfer as opposed to what they charge the professionals out there. You don't have to worry about that with Rock Auto. Everybody pays the same price, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional. So go and check them out over at rockauto.com when you get there and grab all the parts, pieces, or accessories that you need. As you get to check out, don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you right and Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Don't forget to go and check out our good friends over at the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast and the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast to get ready for your fantasy football season. Everything you need to know every Monday through Friday over at both of those shows. All right, so now we want to talk a little bit about the players that are returning. We talked about the the, the Saints that the uh, the Saints that the team lost over the course of the offseason, as well as the players that they added over the course of the offseason. Now, let's take a look at who's coming back. So, of course, Cam Jordan, your number one guy. The guy is an all-pro. The guy is an all-star. The guy is everything that you need at the position. He can stop the run. He can rush the passer. He can knock over Matt Ryan. It's all fantastic. Cam Jordan is the guy. 
Now, you take a look at him last year, he played a career low in terms of snap percentages, uh, 78% of snaps only in 2020, but there's some context to that to keep in mind. Remember the Denver game, which they played against the practice squad emergent wide receiver that was their emergency quarterback? In that game, he played only 60% of snaps. In the Minnesota blowout, where Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns, he played only 69% in that game. And in the Carolina blowout at the end of the season, he played in only 58% of those snaps and also got a little bit of rest against the Chicago Bears in the playoffs as well as the Saints maintained their distance in that 21-9 to uh, win over against the oh, against Chicago Bears. I guess I said that already. But when in the Superdome, uh, we're playing only about 67% of snaps in that game. So there's some context to why Cam Jordan had a, you know, the lowest amount of uh, lowest sort of share of snaps on the defensive line than he had had over the course of his entire career thus far. And so something to keep an eye out on as we get into 2021. Uh, During that time and during that season, he had seven and a half sacks in 2021. That included, of course, three sacks in the first game against the Atlanta Falcons. You did have a Cam Jordan that wasn't putting up his best year statistically, but you're going to have that Cam Jordan coming back here in 2021. I don't have a lot of concerns about Cam Jordan and his ability to uh, be effective here in 2021 as we continue to move forward. Now, Another player that has some legitimate questions around him, of course, is going to be Marcus Davenport. Only one and a half sacks last season, only 12 in his career so far over the course of his three years with the Saints. He had the third most pass rushing snaps for the team and also had the third most pressures. So he kind of scaled in that way, but didn't scale in terms of his ability to be able to actually finish plays and bring the quarterback down. And we've seen him have the ability to do that. It's just something that it tends to be a little bit more of a flash in a pan than a consistent uh, part of his play. And he'll tell you he doesn't care about the sacks. He wants to affect the game. And there's certainly value in that. But hey, the sacks are good too, especially because we know that Marcus Davenport, when he finishes a play and gets after the quarterback, he has a really good chance of knocking the ball out. He's one of the better players to do that. Does a good job at getting home on third downs and fourth downs. We've talked about Marcus Davenport as a drive ender before. That is a role that he can continue to play, but he's got to be able to bring the quarterback down or at least get to the quarterback in time in those situations. He was last for the New Orleans Saints in both pass rush productivity and pass rush win percentage, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, So this is a big year for Marcus Davenport. This is an opportunity for him. The Saints have already showed him that they're confident in him. They picked up the fifth-year option on him next season. So there's no questions asked that the team is ready to commit to the guy if he can go out there and put on a big show here in 2021. So a big season for him coming up. And one of the guys that's going to be kind of pushing him a bit is somebody that pushed him a bit last year, which was Carl Granderson. Had the highest, well, actually will bring the highest pass rush productivity rate, as well as the second highest pass rush win rate along the Saints defensive line as a whole, in terms of all of the returning defensive linemen for the New Orleans Saints. This guy wins at the line of scrimmage. And you can see it because he played only 171 pass rushing snaps last season, but wrapped up the season with five sacks more than, of course, Marcus Davenport, who had only one and a half. So that's why I mentioned that Carl Granderson was somebody that essentially pushed Marcus Davenport a bit last year and has the ability to do it again. And if you're looking for somebody that might be able to replace some of the sack numbers when it comes to Trey Hendrickson, Carl Granderson might be the guy that could be in the mix there to pick up some of those sack numbers as well as some of the snaps as well. So you can see some of that 558 total defensive snap count going from Trey Hendrickson to Peyton Turner, but expect uh, Carl Granderson to pick up some of that as well. Now, one other player to kind of watch that you don't really hear a lot about is Noah Spence. Noah Spence was added before the 2020 season 
during his time getting prepared and ready for the uh, for training camp, he ended up with an injury that sidelined him for the rest of the season. Despite that, the Saints still signed him back and are getting a look at him this offseason as well. Noah Spence, outside of Zach Bond, is really the only speed rusher in terms of those guys that can get around the edge and bend and uh, sort of create disruption that's not transferring speed to power, which is what you see from guys like Carl Granderson, Marcus Davenport, Trey Hendrickson, and of course, Cam Jordan, one of the best to do it. This is a bit of a different pass rushing mold for the New Orleans Saints. So it's very interesting that they've continuously brought him back. And now we'll get one more look at him in training camp, see if he can stay healthy and see if maybe he could potentially push to make that 53-man roster. And of course, making the 53-man roster, we're almost done projecting all of our uh, positions during our position-by-position training camp preview. Next up, we're going to wrap up the edge rushers by taking a look at the edge rusher depth chart. And then I have a couple of updates for you about the Saints Superdome naming rights and uh, one tiny detail about Juan Alexander. All that's coming up for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. And as we continue on, don't forget that today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag, the exclusive betting partner of the Locked on Podcast Network. So go and check them out. If you've got an idea about who it is that could potentially win the NBA Finals next year, if you know that you are just absolutely with full conviction sure of who is going to win the Super Bowl next year in terms of an AFC or an NFC team, you can bet on all of those futures. You can also bet on each game individually. There's live betting, there's parlays, there's so much that you can get involved in. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account. And when you put down your first deposit, for the money that you use to bet, make sure that you use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N so you can get a 50% welcome bonus, five zero. That's a huge welcome bonus. You put down a thousand dollars, they're going to give you an additional 500 on top of that. All of a sudden, your bankroll is stacked with $1,500 for you to start betting with. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag and don't forget that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus over at betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get it. Houdat Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at our final depth chart pres- uh, projection, excuse me, ahead of training camp for the defensive end or edge rusher position. Now, you remember that last, uh, just earlier this week, actually, we ended up projecting the interior defensive line as keeping five players. Those five players were, of course, Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach. You also saw them keep Jalen Dalton in my projection and Lorenzo Neal Jr. out of Purdue as the nose tackle undrafted free agent coming in. But I had left the spot open for a player that wasn't yet on the roster. But there's also one other possibility here, and it's that the Saints keep four defensive tackles and five edge rushers, which is just the opposite of what they did last year, where they kept five interior defensive linemen and four edge rushers. Here's the way that that can work. If that happens, then I think that the players that you see the New Orleans Saints keep in terms of their edge rushers are Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, Carl Granderson. Very easy, right? Your two top guys in Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport, the guy that you're trying to make sure is going to be your top guy for the future. Peyton Turner, who you just invested a first round selection in, and Carl Granderson, who has continued to impress over his time uh, throughout his development since coming in undrafted out of Wyoming. But the other thing that the Saints could do is also keep Tono Passanio on the roster. And the reason why they could do that is because of those defensive tackle snaps, those defensive interior snaps that I talked about 
where he's played over 270 snaps on the interior over the last two seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs, and it has been effective there. He was a good run stopper there. He was active. He has a big time motor, so, which is something that you need on the inside. It's one of the things that helps David Onyemata continue to be so successful. Uh, I think that that could be a possibility for New Orleans. You know, we've been talking a lot about all of the potential free agents that the Saints can go over or can go after to fill in for David Onyemata for those first six games while he's suspended. But what if the Saints already have that player on the roster because of one of the first free agency moves that they made at all this offseason outside of Alex Arma when they signed Tano Passigno as somebody who can play on the interior and play on the edge? Not a bad shakeup to have him as veteran depth behind guys like Shy uh, Tuttle and Malcolm Roach and then have him rotate with Malcolm Roach. Let Shy Tuttle be your lead guy going into 2021. Do that for six games. And then when David Onyemata comes back, you can make a decision to move on from someone else on the roster to make an, uh, to make the space for him, right? If the Saints keep, let's say, a six receiver or an additional cornerback or an additional player in the secondary or whatever it might be, then the Saints could then keep Tono Pastino and then end up using him on the edge and in the interior as a rotational player. This is something that is not foreign for the New Orleans Saints. They like to be able to do things like this. So that's what I would keep an eye out on as well. If they don't go out there and make a move at defensive tackle, it might be because they already have the solution on the roster. All right, y'all. And to wrap up real quick, I always promise you a little bit of lanyap or something extra. So here is a little bit of lanyap for you. We got an update this morning about naming rights for the Louisiana Superdome, which is now going to be named officially the Caesars Superdome. Just as The Athletic reported like months ago, like Jake, uh, like uh, Jeff Duncan mentioned this morning, but uh, it basically is exactly as we expected. It will be the Caesars Superdome in 2021. And the naming rights deal, although specifics have been asked not to be released at this time, still comes out. We do know the money that's involved, and it's $138 million for that deal for the naming rights. So a pretty good deal for uh, the Superdome and the Stadium Commission there. But be ready to watch the New Orleans Saints compete to open up the season week one against the Green Bay Packers at the Caesars Superdome, as opposed to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Mercedes-Benz deal, of course, ending seven days ago, just last week on the 15th. And then I also wanted to mention a tweet that we saw from Nick Underhill earlier today. Nothing was imminent when it came to the Quan Alexander, a potential Quan Alexander signing after his deal. So it sounds like you sort of have to wait to see how things end up progress moving forward. He has interest from other teams. There was still the medical questions, how much money he was asking for, all these other things. So keep an eye out on some Quan Alexander news, whether it be with the Saints or otherwise, right? Because he has that interest from other teams. Or if you just end up hearing something more about his health that could potentially deter teams from signing him, of course, we'll keep you up to date here on Locked on Saints. And of course, you can follow over on at uh, on Twitter, excuse me, at Ross Jackson Nola. And I'll try to keep you up to date with everything that we're seeing over there as well. But nothing imminent at this time when it comes to Quan Alexander signing with the New Orleans Saints, as exciting as it would be uh, to see him playing in the Caesar Superdome next year. See, we can keep doing that. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, CD Deuce, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson having a ton of fun on Twitter over these last couple of days about the Saints secondary being back together. It even went so far as to tweet what the Saints lineup would look like uh, with himself, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins, and just kind of daydreaming the idea that Xavier Howard could potentially be traded to the Saints. So he likes the look of that five-person secondary there, that dime package secondary, excuse me, that nickel package secondary. 
uh, and certainly would have a lot of fun if Xavier Howard does indeed become available from the Miami Dolphins. Another storyline that we'll continue to track here on Locked on Saints. So a lot of fun stuff today, but we have just one more position to take a look at when it comes to our position by position training camp preview. And that, of course, are our specialists. So we'll take a look at kicker, punter and long snapper. Really only one question to answer there, one big loss to talk about, but we'll talk about it because special teamers deserve love too. We'll get to that tomorrow as well as your questions from Facebook and anything else that comes across the wire that needs to be talked about regarding your New Orleans Saints. I appreciate y'all as always for being here. Now that you're done here, make sure you go and check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts so you can get all of the sports news that you need from around the world of sports in less than 20 minutes, hosted by Peter Bukowski and once again available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with you tomorrow and I appreciate you as always for everything that you do. Remember that you can find me on Twitter anytime at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.